everybody to the no bs podcast with brian and susan oh my god hello susan oh my god that is yeah <laughs> hi hi that's a good wake-up call right yeah and i'm still waking up so yeah that, that'll help <laughs> it will help it will help episode number 36 in a row of no bs podcast we're so happy everyone can join you i'm brian klugen of course that is susan stevens on the other end hi y'all and what day is it it's may 1st and as justin timberlake likes to say what does he like to say is gonna be May. <laughs> yes, I, it is. I still just crack up from that meme every time I see it. It's so good. It's so good. We mm-hmm. have a wonderful show for you today of No BS Podcasts. We are, I mean, it's springtime. Love is in the air. Romances are blossoming. There's kisses going around. So, of course, the topic this week, what is it? Teen romances. Teen romances. We're going to be talking a little later about the best teen couples in movies, the best teen couples in television. We have our Blind Watch, which is a movie called Crush from Hulu. We're going to get into that along with our honorable mentions. But first, our first segment's always about reality TV. And it's usually about Bachelor Nation, the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. But you know what? It's on hiatus now. It's not coming back for another few months. So... We're going to get into that really trashy ass reality television of the sexy kind and tell you why and why you should not be watching these things because we do the hard work for you, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, in, in the meantime, there's uh, other reality shows you can be watching. Uh, I mean, I always just call it junk food TV. So though it may not be very good for you, it still tastes delicious. So um I don't mind it, but uh, I, I, you know, I hate, I still hate that I like this stuff. So yeah, it's, it's you're, you're watching more of it than me. Cause I won't watch like two of those that you mentioned. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, so but- it, yeah. In lieu of the bachelor, bachelor, bachelor in paradise, there's a couple shows that Susan and I have been watching that kind of, you know, Kate, it's biding the time. It's the filler in between these seasons of The Bachelor. And I just got to say, it's terrible. It's 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 just awful. It's dumb. But we're going to tell you why. So, Susan, what are you watching in lieu of Bachelor Nation? Well, besides Bachelor Nation, I, I always watch Married at First Sight, which is on Lifetime. Um, I Have you heard of it at all? I definitely have. Yeah. So for people that don't know, it's these experts uh, meet a bunch of single people who want to get married at first sight. It's almost it's like modern day arranged marriage. And um, they pick a city. They've actually done Dallas before. Right now they're back to Boston. Um, this is the second time in Boston. And they picked five couples. Um, they meet them for the first time in uh, at the altar. And it's uh it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting to see what happens there. Uh I one couple already like they didn't even make it. The girl was probably the worst girl that's ever been casted. She would She's not She's like give the Shanae, right? She's like the Shanae of the Last Bachelor, right? 
No. No. Like no, as bad, this, like as bad as her, right? Oh no, this isn't. This isn't. Um, Love is blind. Oh no, is okay. Okay, this okay. is not Love is blind. You're thinking that one girl from Love is blind. Yes. Uh, yes. No, no, no. This is this is a uh, Married at First Sight. So this girl is more just. Her name's Alyssa, and she's just very. Um, I think she wanted. You can't do uh, Married at First Sight if you honestly don't have it, if you have a type, like you need to not have a type, you need to be so open to just a good person. If you are physically going to care, then this is not the show for you. Um, so then, I mean, they don't give you like ugly people or anything like that, but they're just like normal average people. They're not going to give you a model. Like that's not what this is. So she seemed like she wanted some like specific looking guy and that she didn't get that. So she, um, she was like a bitch to him the whole time. And like their journey ended within like two weeks of the experiment and uh, the rest of the couples it's, you know, they, they, they do the whole process where they'll, they do a honeymoon, they make them, they give them a shared apartment to live during the meantime and uh, all these different activities and exercises. And after two months, they'll have to decide if they want to stay married or get a divorce and next week we get to see if they get a divorce. So um, I think there's two couples that stand a good chance of staying married and they're probably still together, but it's not quite as, I wouldn't call it trashy TV. It's just, you know, it's a little ridiculous that, you know, when you watch it that way, you're like, oh, it's so ridiculous, but I enjoy it. It's still a lot of fun. What about you? What are you watching? Oh man, you can call the stuff I'm watching trash TV to mm. a T to a 10th degree. So the two shows that are so terrible that I hate to watch them, but I love but it you, all you, the same. Don't say you hate to watch them because you're still watching them. I still watch them. I can't look away at this horror, no this accident. No one's making you watch of, this. No one's yes. making you. So one of them is called The Ultimatum. Mm -hmm. And holy shit, what a, Ultimatum's like a mean show. See, that's why I don't want to watch it. It feels mean. It feels too mean. So for those of you who don't know what the ultimatum is, uh, they take several couples that have signed up for this show who have been together, boyfriend and girlfriend, for a long time, um, for years. And the ultimatum is asked to one of them, like the girl or the guy gives the other person an ultimatum, okay, either we leave this relationship or we're going to get married. And so to allow the other person to think about that ultimatum, the couple switch partners kind of like wife swap for three weeks. And it, they switch couples for three weeks. So everybody's living with a different person for three weeks and they have that time to do whatever they want. It's like they can hook up with that person. They can do whatever, but I guess the goal is like, Oh, the heart grows fonder for your loved one. So after that three weeks, they get back together. They, and they have some time to decide whether to get married or leave. And Oh my God, it is so crazy. It is so crazy. It's like, like Susan, and I think it's a, it's a mean show in that just because you're, you're really, it's a lot of temptation and 
a lot of these like setups from the producers are like, okay, the person who gave the ultimatum gets to bring their parents and their friends and all confront their loved one without the loved one having anybody on his side. And it is just, Dude, that's so horrible. It no, is, thank it is, you. It is, it is, it is a train wreck to watch. <laughs> No. And I know that it's made from like the same people who did love is blind, which is just a totally different concept. And I enjoy love is blind. I love that. But this I'm like, no, no, no. You're like, you know, the producers are hoping to break up some couples. That's what they want to see. They don't want all happy love stories. They want couples to break up and drama. Like that's just, mm, I don't like it. Right, right, right. And how they build the show is like, you, you know, they make you feel like, more sympathy for one person, but then, mm-hmm. you know, their true side comes out and it's like, Whoa, man, that person crazy. It's like, how yeah. is this happening? And so, yeah, no, it's just, it's insane. So uh, mm-hmm. there, the, the funniest parts were definitely when the one person was, you know, ganged up upon by their significant other, their parents and their friends all at once, like in a public uh-huh. setting. And it's just like, Oh man, they had no idea what they're walking into. And it's just, oh man. So, and the other one I'm watching is the 90 day fiance, which in theory is a decent thing. So the 90 day fiance is they take couples who are seeing each other. One person is from another country and the other person is in the U S and they've been seeing each other for a long time. And the goal is that the person from another country like Europe or Russia or whatever Uh, get a 90 day visa to come to the U S and within that 90 days, they have to get married so they can stay in the U S. So this was shot during COVID. And so there was a shutdown. And so everything was, you know, on its ass basically, but it's very awkward in a lot of these situations because like two of the uh, people who live in the U S Um, are older women in their 50s and both of those older women have been dating like somebody who's at least 25 years younger than them Uh, one from North Africa and one from Belize and it's insane it's insane so one of one of the ladies uh, the girl who's the lady who's dating the guy in Belize has just been sending him and his family money she's into tarot cards and all sorts of stuff and then the other lady who has the guy from North Africa she has a good friend that's a private investigator who has been secretly investigating the North African guy and it's just it's that shit crazy and the one of the funniest ones is that there was this girl from a big city in Russia who was dating this guy in the U.S. And I don't know how it never came up before this marriage thing because they'd been seeing each other a while. But this guy lives in like a very rural country farm area with his parents in their house on their farm. Mm-hmm. And the parents will not allow them to sleep in the same room, be in the same room together. No, it's it's crazy. And so uh-huh. lots of tension. And it seems like that's the whole thing. And so like the only couple that seems to be in like a real city is this these this couple in New Orleans. But the guy is so terrible to her. Uh-huh. 
that he's not ready for a relationship. It's it's kind of like mail order brides almost. No, well, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like mail order brides and grooms. Right. And so like, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, the people in the US is like, okay, are, am I been seeing this person for a while and they only get married to be in the US and then they're going to break up after to be a US citizen or bring their family over here or whatever. Or even worse than that maybe would be that they're together she comes over to the U.S. or they come over to the U.S., they get married, they get pregnant, but then want to go back to their home country and then, uh, you know, have money and for the kids and alimony and stuff like that. So there's both sides of that coin, but how awkward it is for this stuff to happen. So when I say that the pandemic played an issue, there was one couple, mm-hmm. a girl from uh Paris, France, and one guy here in the States, they were reading on Facebook of all these people that were in the same situation. They would both meet in Mexico, stay in Mexico for two weeks, and then that would allow her to come into the U.S. during the pandemic, you know, because they Mm. weren't allowing people to come over during the height of that. So they both went to Mexico, but the girl from Paris kind of I guess got caught what she was doing and they detained her in Mexico in prison and they could not find her at all. So she was in there for two or three days and they uh, expedited her back to Paris. But the kicker was that the guy from the U S he looked for her, but when he found out that she had been expedited back to Paris, he ended up just staying in Mexico by himself on vacation. (laughs) It was kind of it was kind of a dick move. Yeah, this sounds like another horrible one. (laughs) Yeah, I know for sure, for sure. So it's really funny to watch. So those are the two trashy Mm -hmm. shit that I'm watching that I hate that I love. No, but you know that's the thing. You don't hate it. You obviously love it. You love it. Otherwise, you would not watch it. You (laughs) are enjoying it. So in lieu of the Bachelor shows. It's plenty of other dating reality TV. Yes, plenty, plenty of them. And so to give you a little palate cleaner from this trash TV, let's suggest uh, something like a scripted show that we've been watching, you know, that to, to make you feel good. Yeah, if you want, that's what I was wondering. I mean, right now I am watching um, The Girl from Plainville on Hulu. And actually I just started The Dropout too um, with Amanda Seyfried. But uh, the, the Girl from Plainville, I am just so fascinated by this story of Michelle Carter and um, Conrad Conrad Roy III, uh, the girl who infamously like sent text messages and encouraged her boyfriend to kill himself. I mean, that obviously shocked the nation, like what she did. Uh, but Elle Fanning is playing uh, Michelle Carter and she is unrecognizably like just so talented and she does the role so well. She does a really good job of being like, you know, I guess showing that Michelle Carter, obviously herself, she was sick, but, like she was mentally ill in a different way than uh, Conrad. But it's interesting to see how in some ways she was sort of like this, sociopath that didn't know how to express her emotions. She was socially awkward. She tried to behave in a way that she thought she was supposed to very performative. Um, but at the same time, just trying to fit in, not like one that wanted to be like a serial killer or anything like that. She just, 
I feel like she really thought she did nothing wrong. I think she was always just trying so hard to do what she thought was right. And the, you know, he obviously blew up in her face, but uh, anyways, the show is really interesting. I love what they're doing. It's definitely more of a character study on both um, Michelle and Conrad. And they're not trying to pick sides, which I appreciate. It's, it's really more an awareness on mental health and seeing the signs and seeing how you should handle it. And also, I mean, I guess you can decide on your own what you think her punishment should have been, or, you know, do you look at it and just think like she's a sick human being and, you know, she needed help too. Yep. Are you, are, do you know that story, by the way? Did you follow that in the news? I did not follow that story. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's not as interesting. Well, anyways, I do recommend it though. Cause it's a very, like I've watched the documentaries on it. I was, it's, it's crazy, but it's a really great show on Hulu. So I recommend. As our, as our good friend once said, go down to your nearest Hulu. Hulu. So it's a short mini series there. The season finale airs uh, this week, eight episodes. Sweet deal. Sweet deal. One that I will recommend that's currently airing right now. There's been three episodes so far. Better Call Saul, the final season. It's unbelievably great so far. Um, it's, oh man, just if you haven't done it, Better Call Saul. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, season oh, four or episode four of the last season this week. Um, so do that. That is the one I'm recommending. If you don't know better call Saul, then you don't know what you're doing. Hmm. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. We have others that we will mention later on, but let's, let's move on to this amazing main topic. This, this like main event, Susan, Mm -hmm. take it away. Take it away, Susan. Yeah. So in honor of our blind watch, we wanted to discuss uh, best teen couples in TV and film. But before we got into that, I wanted to talk about our biggest celebrity crushes when we were teenagers. So I don't know, in high school, middle school, whatever um, you remember, what was who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Whoopi Goldberg. Stop it. (laughs) Come on. So my celebrity crush, basically from, you know, sixth grade through, you know, probably senior year in high school. I mean, there was a couple, but like there was one, there, there was one. Yeah. And that was Elizabeth Shue. Oh, that's a good one. Elizabeth Shue, like ever since I saw Adventures in Babysitting, Mm -hmm. Soap Dish, Back to the Future, and everything she's been in, I have been utterly in love with that woman. (laughs) She's beautiful. She's awesome. That's a really good one. Elizabeth Shue. Is that a crush that like, you had such a big crush that if you saw her now, it would still be like, if you got an interview or you'd get like flutters or something or nervous? You know what? I don't know because Susan, in our line of work, you know, we because like I know who yours is, and I know we've both talked to that person well, before. But that's that was that was not my high school one. That was not your high school. One. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. You know, put myself in that situation. Um, if I was to interview today, I think yeah, there would probably be butterflies, most likely. But I would, mm-hmm. you know. I would really keep it cool, uh, that sort of thing. And, you know, part of me would want to say, you were my crush, you know, growing up. But, like, I wouldn't say that because she probably gets that a lot. Yeah. 
Um, but no, I would just try to be as cool as I could be. And I would probably fail at that. But yes, that is, uh, it was Elizabeth Shue through middle school and high school. Um, and I'm trying to think if there was like anybody else, like there were, you know, I think I went through a phase where I loved Jenny McCarthy at one point, but I never really like liked her, liked her, but, uh, it was Elizabeth Shue always for sure. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. It was a good one. How about you? All right. Well, I'll, when I was like really young, like middle school, probably definitely not further than middle school, maybe less. I, I, I'm ashamed of this one, but it was Aaron Carter, which is so gross. Like now that I think about it to a point where I thought that I was going to like, I was like, I'd meet him at a concert and we'd fall in love and get married. It's just like, so, so no, is, is, is Aaron Carter the brother of Nick Carter? Yeah, he is. I had okay. like his CDs. Oh my God. I was so obsessed. Like I was so jealous of Hillary Duff when she dated him. I was like, you bitch. So like, what was your, so, so you said like you, you, you daydreamed about like we would meet at a concert and we would fall in love. What, what, what elaborate on that? Like how did no, you. No, I mean, it was, it was that I, I thought he'd see me in the crowd and we like, it's so stupid. I'd be like, Oh my God, he'd fall for me. Ew. First of all, it's so icky to even think about because I cannot stand that guy now. Like is like absolute cringe. Thank God I went into high school and like my biggest celebrity crush came into the picture. Uh, another Disney person. Um, hands down my, like, if I was to say the biggest celebrity crush of my life, even more so than Miles Teller, who was my current number one, it was Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was my, when he was on even Stevens, it was a game changer. He like, I think I've said this before, but funny is always my, like the key to my heart. Like, that's why I'm saying like Aaron Carter, that wasn't a real, that was a stupid, like he was cute. But then I started falling for the funny guys and oh my God, Shia LaBeouf. I was obsessed. Like Tiger Shia is really funny now too. (laughs) Oh yeah. Awkward. Um, but you know what? Put personal stuff aside, that dude is talented. And that was what it was. It was like, he was funny, but he's a damn good actor. Like he is really, really good. I like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. It just, it sucks. The stupid, he had, he could have been the, like, like our generation is like, you know, they used to say he'd be the next, like John Cusack or Tom Hanks, something like that. But Anyways, he was, I I just thought he was so like funny and cute and like anything he was in, I was like, wanted to watch all of stuff. And he was another person I was really jealous. Like if he, like he dated uh, Carrie Mulligan for a while, it took me a while to get over that. (laughs) Like I was like, Carrie Mulligan, so jealous of Mulligan. But um, no, so I would say Shia LaBeouf, if not Shia LaBeouf, the next person who's still in my top three currently is Adam Brody because of the OC. Okay. And actually, I even liked Adam Brody when I saw him in, he was in an episode of Smallville and he was in Gilmore Girls. And I always thought, I was like, damn, this dude is hot. <laughs> he, he was the first member of Hep Alien. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. What was that? In Gilmore Girls, Hep Alien, oh, the band. Is that Wayne. the band's name? Is Hep Alien? Hep Alien. When Zach came on, it was Hep oh. Alien. But before wow. that, it was Adam Brody and Lane because Lane's first crush was Adam Brody. Well, I wanted them together and I understand like he had to go to the OC. I was really bummed when he left Lane. Cause I was like all four, I thought Lane and I'm sorry, but Lane and uh, Adam Brody's character were way better than who she ends up with. In my opinion. Right. Right. But 
Anyways, those are my crushes. <laughs> I like it. Good crushes. Good crushes. Mm-hmm. And have you met any of them minus Miles, Miles Teller? It's crazy. The only one I've gotten to meet is Miles Teller, who totally was amazing, by the way, which made me like solidify my number one status on him. But I would love to interview Adam Brody or Shia LaBeouf, even well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to be careful about Shia LaBeouf, but uh, I, I still, he always has a, you know, soft, whatever it was a place in my heart sort of thing, just because he was like a big celebrity crush of mine. Good deal. Good deal. I like it. And then Elizabeth Shue over here. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Really um, great one. Let us know what your celebrity crushes are. Find us on Instagram or Twitter and let us know. We'd like mm-hmm. to, we'd like to hear. Um, up next though, the, yeah. the best teen romances, couples, uh, in movies. So I, I listed seven, but you go ahead you, first. And seven, Brian, you have to do your top three. I know. So you list yours, your top three first. And if any of them are on mine, I won't mention them. Okay. All right. You can do an, I'll do an honorable mention. How about that? Okay. Let's, I'll do one honorable mention, which I'll say is going to be uh, from to the boys I love before, uh, Laura, Jean and Peter, because I think that's such a great uh, whatever trilogy of three movies, romance it's on Netflix. And I think they're such a cute couple. So that's going to be my honorable mention. But number three is going to be Jim and Michelle from American Pie. I, I agree. That's my- definitely on my list. They're so good together. Oh, yeah. I love Okay, them. yeah. They are so freaking awesome. What a great couple. And like they're the best one through that whole franchise. So anyways, uh, them. And then number two is Sebastian and Annette from uh, Cruel Intentions. I see. I, I said no to that, but I, I, I thought about that. But I was like, yeah, there's better, I think. But no, right. I, the, the, the film. It was hard because there's so many. But I, I, I went based on the couples that gave me have given me like legit like butterflies because their chemistry is like off the charts in the film. And even when you rewatch those movies, you can just see the sparks that they you, have. You just like that scene when they're riding the car and Reese Witherspoon's making the funny faces at him, no, right? No, <laughs> actually, they they have so many, like, just even the, just even whenever he starts, you can see the transition of Sebastian starting to fall for her and, like, his game is starting to get complicated and he's starting to feel sick. And, I mean, obviously, they were, like, married at the time. So they, they were really feeling these emotions, but it was, ooh, that was, that was, like, a big, steamy... Oh, that was a good couple. That was a good couple. It is a good couple. And my number one is Lloyd Dobler and Diane Court from Say Anything. I fi- I, f- I figured. I figured this. Did you really? I did. I, so what? when I when I when I walked uh, to get coffee with my neighbor, um, I was I was talking with them about uh, what yours might be, and I absolutely mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> what? How would you? What? <laughs> I know you better than you, Susan. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, "In Your Eyes" is my favorite song, and I always right. think about them. So, but they. I, 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 mean, I said it was either going to be "Pretty in Pink," it was going to be "Breakfast Club," or it was going to be um, "Say Anything." I thought about okay, "Pretty in Pink." I actually did really like that couple, even though I'm apparently in the minority because a lot of people want uh, Andy with Ducky. And I'm sorry, but Ducky is a friend like he's a friend. She does not love Ducky in that way that I 
people need to get over that. But um, so I do like who she ends up with. But as much as I did want to put like Andy and Allison from Breakfast Club, because that's my favorite couple in there, their romance, it's not much of a romance. That's not really what the it's not to me. Breakfast Club is not a is not even like a love story. It's more about, you know, it's not that. So, Okay, and, and, you, and you didn't even put it. I can't believe you didn't put in your uh, obvious child in there. They're not teenagers. That's oh, that's true. They're not teenagers. You have to be You're teens. Right. You have to so. be teenagers. Yeah, that's right. You're right. That limits things. No, I think there's a lot that I thought about, but this these were to me the best teen couples. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I like my, it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So you can say an honorable mention and okay. then your top three. My honorable mention, my honorable mention is Dion and Murray from Clueless. <laughs> they're so funny together. Like they, they get after it, but they get really romantic and they're just a funny couple to watch. I think like, I feel like that's the couple that will last forever. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, like I have that. a bad taste in my mouth from Dion for other reasons, but. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, not I mean, I know. as a person in real yeah. life, but the character I like. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that's my honorable mention. My number three uh, would be um, would be Matt and Jenna from 13 going on 30. Oh, when they were younger, when they were younger. OK, in the teen okay. style. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, All I right. think when we're, we're in the teen. So I went that way. Uh, right. My second one would be uh, Charlie and Sam from Perks of Being a Wallflower. Wow. Okay. I really like different, their different ones. Yeah. yeah. I really like yeah. that one. And my number one, of course, I'm going to go uh, Susan style with it, with uh, John Hughes, uh, Ferris Bueller and Sloan from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Wow. I mean, okay. they were a great couple and they were, uh, yeah. He, he wanted to marry her. And he took her on one of the best days ever. Yeah. That's a good so, one. There it's you good. go. There you go. Nice, so nice. For for movies. And so one, two, three, four, five, six. I also had seven for TV as well. So oh my I will God. do. Yeah, no, I I I I get into it. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, I will say I had five. So maybe I'll say two honorable mentions for TV. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, so be- best TV uh couples, romances, and television. Mm-hmm. So my honorable mention. I'll just say uh, is Logan and Veronica from Veronica Mars. Yay. That's on my list. Word. Their chemistry is insane. Those two can just look at each other and they're, you're like feeling it, but yeah. So they are, it's really hard. Cause these five, like it's so hard to not keep them in there, but anyways, definitely them. Uh, I just rewatched Gossip Girl recently, so I had to mention Chuck and Blair. They're my other. You'd probably never watch Gossip Girl, huh, Brian? I've actually seen one or two seasons, but strictly for like a Blu-ray review. Did you? So, oh, so you know about Chuck and Blair then? Yes, I do. They are insanely hot. Oh yes, God, they are. Them. They are. That's they're the best couple on that show. They're the reason that show like is so good. Honestly, uh, it's still fun, but they they really make it great. But anyways, my number three. As I mentioned, Adam Brody, Seth and Summer from the OC. They are amazing. What? Why do you shake your head at that? Did you watch it? I never watched the OC. 
Brian, you would love it. There's so much, like a lot of um, Jewish references. So <laughs> there's some Judaism in there. <laughs> no, really, it's a no. I just okay. I, I, at one point in time, I will give it a shot. I will say at least season one because that show did so much in season one that they probably should not have done because they like ran out of material as it was going. Because like, see, their first two seasons is their good ones, but. Yeah, season one is great, but Seth and Summer are an incredible couple. Um, my number two is Corey and Topanga from Boy Meets World. I, f- I figured that was going to be either number one or two. It was it was a tough call. Uh, I did really like him, but if you rewatch uh, Boy Meets World, sometimes Topanga can be very frustrating. You're like, <laughs> you're actually like in hindsight, you're like Topanga, what the heck, like. <laughs> especially towards the end when like, and I get it, like she kind of like, she puts Corey through the ringer. Like you're just so frustrated with her. I mean, I love them, but that's, that's why ultimately they had to be number two and number one. I don't know if you ever watched one tree Hill. I did not. Oh my gosh. Best couple ever. Nathan and Haley. So freaking amazing. Um, yeah, they're just a great couple. And, uh, I could rewatch that series as well. All these shows I could rewatch. All those couples I mentioned, I would rewatch their series. I actually want to rewatch Veronica Mars pretty soon. Oh, I, yeah, so I have good. all three seasons plus, you know, the the one they just redid in the movie. I love that show. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Um, we only had one on our one 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 same Z on our list. Mm. Um, so okay, two two uh, runner ups and then three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Veronica and Logan are out. Okay. So runner up Buffy and not Spike, but Angel. Buffy Thank and God. Angel. Thank God you said Angel. <laughs> they would be that they'd be in my top 10. I'll give you that. Yeah. But Buffy and Angel for sure. Yeah. Not Spike, even though it's fun to see them kiss in the music episode. It's just, you know, yeah. Spike. Is Trevor and I, we will get into it. He, he, he's definitely more Angel, but he likes to mess with me about Spike. And I'll be like, heck no. It's all about Buffy and Angel. Yeah, it's all me? about Buffy and Angel for <laughs> sure. Um, and then my other runner up um, would be um, probably Roy Gilmore and Jess. Um, it's a good one out, out of all of her boyfriends. It's, it always comes. I mean, I know there's Logan Huntsberger and stuff like Ugh. that, but it's always about Jess though. Like I, I think if the show Logan. ever went on past their Netflix special, cause it ends on her being pregnant. I don't think she'll end up with Logan. And it's the same path as her mom. She'll end up with Luke's son, uh, or Luke's nephew, uh, which is Jess in the long Well. And there is a theory that it could be Jess's baby because she right. slept with a Wookiee, but also we don't know who all she slept with. She could have slept with Jess in there too. Right, right, right. I hope it's not Logan. Just if, if they continue, I just have to vent a little here because I did not like what they did to Rory in that extra four episodes theme. The fact it's one thing like Lorelai was with Christopher, but they were together. Like yeah. Rory having an affair with uh, Logan, like that was just really uncharacteristic. Well, I think they were trying to figure it out. Cause I mean, it's a real, you know, situation for a lot of people and Logan, I'm sure he only married this other girl because it's like the status elite and he still loves Rory, but it wasn't going to work out because Rory had to have her own career, which of course didn't pan out the way she wanted it to. But I get it because Logan is because Logan 
was written and he was supposed to be such a douchebag, but they made him so likable in a lot oh. of ways. Oh, I do not like him at all. I oh, hate no, I, Logan. I, like, I, I think like he's Logan. the I think he's the epitome of like the kind of guy that girls should stay away from. He is like the worst. I cannot. I oh. I, I like Logan in a lot of ways, but Jess is the best one. I mean, you know, yeah. everybody likes Dean, but uh, I love Dean, yeah. But Logan, but but Jess is the one. So yeah, yeah. that's my my second runner up, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, my three, my top three would be number three is of course Zach and Kelly from Saved by the Bell. I'm glad you said them because I it killed me. They used to be my number one couple, but the only reason I didn't is because the thing with the the guy Patrick Muldoon that happened and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just like, ultimately, I was like, they they'd be she'd she'd be they'd be number six in there, I guess. But that's number good. Six. I'm glad you said them. Yeah, definitely Zach and Kelly. Um, my second one <laughs> is Steve Urkel and Laura Winslow okay. from Family Matters because that was a long relationship. They always had respect for each other. He turned into Stefan. She liked him, and then he turned back to Urkel, and she still liked him. Like it was a, it's a good thing. Like no, I, I, I rewatched that not too long ago, and it's crazy. Like I would have never thought they would have ended up together, but I'm glad they did. Yeah, me too. I I enjoyed that. Um, and then my number one, of course, it's bittersweet, even though in the end they did not end up together. But Kevin Arnold and Winnie Cooper from Wonder Years, because in the last episode, wow, they show up, you know, yeah. as their adults, and they got they are married to other people. But yeah, during their high school years, they were in love, and it was just it was great. That is That's a, a good nostalgic hit right there. No, it is. It's funny you bring that because literally Trevor and I just talked about this this week, and I was like, I told him how when I was younger and I saw that. I remember watching it with my sister and seeing that finale. I can still remember like that scene where it's like the voiceover and he's like, and then I saw Winnie and she was married and whatever. And I remember being like, what? Like I was livid. I was like, what do you mean they're not together? That's stupid. I hate this. And now I can really appreciate it because it's very realistic. Very realistic. And uh, and it, it was cool how they ended it. You know, it's like, but it's bittersweet, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I, I, it's 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 decent. It's yeah, decent. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah. um, so yeah, that's uh, that's our main event. Let us know what your favorite teenage TV and movie couples are. Twitter, Instagram, this chicks flicks and Brian Kluger and all that good stuff. Let let us know. Give us a follow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Give us a follow. You're listening to No BS. But give us all the BS, you know, it's all it's all good. Exactly. It's exactly. all good. Uh, let's move on to our blind watch, shall we? Yes. Our blind watch this week was Susan's Choice and uh, Take It Away. Yeah, I picked the new romantic comedy Crush um, starring Rowan. Um, well, let me pull up. Crush, here. yeah, Crush, it's on Hulu. It's directed by yeah. Sammy Cohen. It was written by Kristen King and Casey Rackham. And it stars... I mean, the, the real people that you would recognize from this is Megan Mullally and Asif Manvi, but there's a couple other people like Rowan Blanchard and. Uh, Which, speaking of, she was Corey Matthews' daughter in. Uh, in the yes, series. yes, that 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 is true. Uh, and then uh, Isabella Fiar- Fiera is in it. There, there's there's some people in it, and it was produced sure. produced by Natasha Leone and Maya Rudolph as well. So there's a couple of um, uh, big names for you who produced this, but yeah, it's a it's a 
teenage romantic comedy uh, that's on Hulu. And I guess, Susan, why'd you pick this? And what what drew you to it? What, what was the deal? Honestly, I mean, I'll watch any teen rom-com for the most part. Uh, I was excited. I'm, I'm really loving how, especially Hulu's doing a really great job of this, but you know, they're doing a lot more LGBTQ rom-coms because that's my favorite genre. So I like watching that kind of representation through that genre. But um, yeah, I just think it's nice to see uh, it just being normalized and it just for people, you know, again, I, I feel like it's not talked about this a lot, but I just feel like if I was growing up, if I was younger and I just watched this movie as like a kid, like this, these are the movies at a younger age people should be watching to not feel like anything's odd or different about right, a right. lesbian I, couple. I agree with that. Do you think that some of these movies or even this movie crush is a little heavy handed in that element where a, some characters are constantly stating that, I'm gay and yelling it or whatever. I do think this one did this one. I don't always think that's the case. Like I think love Simon is a perfect, like one of the, I actually call it like almost a perfect rom-com. I love that movie Uh, because it was, it was not as heavy handed as you say. I think uh, Rowan's character, I think her name is Paige in the film. She, 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 she says it way too much. Like, she's just like, you know, cause I'm gay, you know, cause I'm a lesbian, you know, that's not what we do. And it's like, I don't know if that's how someone would constantly say it like that. I think they're trying to prove a point. Um, that's because I think the other character, um, the, the other ones, even both AJ and her sister, Gabby, they are lesbians as well. And they don't speak like uh, Paige does maybe maybe that's her character that she's supposed to be more like obvious about it I don't know why but I feel like again in, in an effort to just normalize it we don't need to like be like I don't think we need to like say it as much as she does but right and so crush how the the synopsis for crush you know takes place at high school it follows this uh teenage girl in high school named Paige who you know, she's not really involved in a whole lot at school. She has a best friend. And then all of a sudden she likes this girl. Um, she So she goes out for the track team because the, her crush is on the track team. And then she falls in love with another girl on the track team. And then in the background, there's like a Banksy sort of artist spray paint the school and cool art. They're trying to figure out who it is. Um I, I mean, is that kind of the situation? Yeah, there? no, I think you you pretty much covered it. Look, this is the most formulaic, basic romantic comedy. Nobody is going to call this the the only thing that makes it more unique. Again, is the the different kind of representation that it's showing, which is awesome. Um, it is still fun. I think the acting is really good, like uh, both uh, Rowan Blanchard and. Um, and I can never say her name, but the girl who plays Moana. Um, um, you know how her, to say it? Yeah. Um, is it um, Alui Cravalo uh, or something? Alui yeah, Cravalo? something like that. I just, I don't, I forgive me if I butcher it, but she's actually my favorite character in it. She's so good. She's a really talented actress. Um, but everyone, everyone does a really great job in this. Um, actually, I love Megan uh, Mullaney or Molly. How do you say her last name? Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. 
I think she's great. I do think sometimes she's a little too much in this movie. Uh, well, but I, I think, yeah, her character. So there's like, it's, I mean, it's made for teens, of course, and adults. So there's a lot of vulgar humor and sex humor, but Megan Mullally's character is very over the top with sex, yeah. being sex positive. So there's mm-hmm. just, there's a lot of funny jokes, but it's again, very on the nose heavy handed, like, look at this. This is funny. Yeah. I'm yelling to my daughter, my teenage daughter about dildos, and butt plugs and stuff like that. And it's right. It's not done like in a subtle way, which I think exactly. would make it more, would make it funnier. Yeah. I think that's what I would have. That's the only like negative critique I have is that the humor in this film is almost like the equivalence of like, like slapstick without actually being slapstick. It's like, it's like really forcing the humor. Like what you just said, it's like, look how funny this is. This is a joke. If you guys didn't know, this is a joke. And it's like, we get it. You don't have to, we're like, the audience is not dumb. We know what's supposed to be funny. Just, you have talented actors. You have a decent script. Just let the humor flow. So I think that's their, their one negative is that they really force the jokes. They do force the jokes. And, you know, when Susan says this is formulaic, yes, when you have these teen comedies or these romantic comedies, you have your subjects, you have your main leads, they're doing well, they fall in love. And then there's something that usually kind of breaks them up. Mm -hmm. And then you have the climax where they get back together. And it's usually more or less a big thing. Like, you know, think of think of Notting Hill. That was a big thing. You didn't think they were going to yeah. get back together or, you know, something <laughs> like that. But in this movie, like the, what causes them to break up is like something that could have been discussed in like two sentences. Like, Oh, this is what we, happened. Oh no, nothing was wrong here. So nothing was wrong. Yeah. That, that was the other thing, their obstacle, the thing that would like cause the, you know, the breakup to, to get them back together. Like it was so nothing like Brian, I even texted Brian. I was like, I don't understand why, why there's an issue here. I feel like she didn't, like she did nothing wrong. Nobody did anything wrong. It was literally like lack of communication seemed to be the problem. Like, why don't you guys, why are y'all not just together right now? They did not. I actually am surprised. I appreciated that they didn't go that route. Like I appreciated that there wasn't a bigger issue, but if there's not going to be a bigger issue, then like, it doesn't make sense why they're not together. So, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it is, it is extremely, um, formulaic and predictable. Like a lot of things is all predictable. Uh, but I don't know. I still, I still enjoyed it though. Like, did you like it? I did enjoy it. I mean, it's a movie that I'll never watch again, but for what it was, you know, and watching it, you know, with you, it was, you know, it was, you know, it's fun because we text about it and we're like, this is what we didn't like. Oh, that, that line was funny. And yeah, it was, it was something you watch and you're just like, well, okay, that was all right. You know, glad I didn't spend any money on it. Right. It's an hour and a half. It's a very easy watch. It's just, yeah, it's, there's better. There's way better, um, like teen romantic comedies, even in the LGBTQ, um, genre. So I would say, it's worth a one-time watch if you're in if you're into romantic comedies because if you don't like that formula, this is not for you. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You just have to be in the you know. If, if, again, yes. If you if you enjoy those all the romantic teen comedies, this is a fun one because it is a little more adult. There is a lot of fun sex jokes. Asif Manvi and uh, Megan Mullally are pretty funny in it, given like what they're given and how they approach it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. 
Yeah. It's not yeah. the worst blind watch we've had. No, no. It's not the best. But <laughs> it's fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it, it's yeah. no geek charming. That's all we no, have to say. It is not geek charming. Not geek charming. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our blind watch. Go down to your nearest Hulu and check it out. Yeah, uh, it's called Crush. Came out this year. Um, if you have just a, this one, past Friday, just yeah, very fresh. Friday, do it. It's a fresh crush. It's a fresh crush, not to be confused with the movie Fresh, which is a great romantic comedy. <laughs> and on Hulu as well. And on Hulu as well. Yeah. It's wondrous. Uh, that brings us to our last segment today, which is our honorable mentions, where we recommend some of the movies and TV you should be watching and go going to see immediately. Mm-hmm. So uh, since our last show, you know, uh, I've been uh, either out of town or I've been involved in a, like 12 wrestling shows. You think you've had a lot I of haven't wrestling. seen a couple movies uh, yeah. over the last couple of weeks. So Susan's going to start us out here with some movies that I have missed. Well, I'll just go ahead. I had already talked about The Girl from Plainville, so I'm just going to say that's on my honorable mention. If you guys haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, but movie-wise... Um, I can't believe Brian missed this one because this is right up his alley. Both of these, both of these movies, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Fantastic film, even with the runtime of like two and a half hours. The editing is so damn good that it just flies by. Um, really great film, uh, A24. And um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which stars Nick Cage playing Nick Cage, a more fictionalized version, but not too far from the truth, I think, on some things. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It is, it's, it's silly, ridiculous, but I think um, it's, to me, as we're talking about like formulaic films, like you could say this is a pretty predictable uh, comedy, but it's actually not as predictable as you think just because of like, you don't know where Nick Cage is going to go with it as far as um, since he's playing himself and it's like an action comedy too. So, uh, but I just feel like Brian's going to love it when he watches it. Like, I just feel like if you had seen that movie, you'd come out of it and be like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Like, that's really what I think Brian would say. Um, I think that that's your quote. Uh, And I'm sure there's other movies. I don't, I couldn't think of any, but uh, Trevor and I just started watching Ozark. Um, We are almost done with season two. We wanted, we purposely waited uh, because we knew that the second part of Ozark was coming out um, like literally this week it came out. So like the final, final part of it. Uh, So we wanted to be able to like hardcore binge it. So uh, we are almost done with season two and I understand the hype. Season one was a slow start for us, but now I'm like, oh yeah, this is a really good show. I can't wait to like watch more. <laughs> good, good. I'm so glad you're part of the bird family now. I like it. Mm-hmm. In the Navarro cartel. I like it. Gosh. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Did it yeah. end well? Yeah, it ended perfectly. I wrote a review on it. I love perfectly. It. It, so you're it, satisfied? No holes? No like? Not ugh. at all. Not at all. It ended ended like the show should have ended. Perfect. Great. Um. So yeah, I need to see unbearable weight of massive talent. I need to see everything everywhere all at once. Uh, movies mm-hmm. that I will recommend comes out in three weeks. I thought it was fucking awesome. Is Downton Abbey part two? It is so good. Um, it's so funny. They went like really it. comical with this this sequel. Um, it's it's great. Like it, 
takes place in the 1930s. Part of the movie is where some of the family goes to the south of France. The other part is where a movie crew comes to film a movie at Downton Abbey, and it's hilarious. It's wonderful. Maggie Smith is great. Uh, Hubonaville is great. It's it's really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Highly, highly recommended uh that movie um and then i am also going to mention as well um what's it called uh ozark the last season of ozark um is it's fantastic they did a great job um they ended it well and uh no spoilers but yeah there's there's a lot of things that happened and it's it's wonderful and can't i can't uh say and i high enough praises about it um and also if you are into the blu-rays or 4ks that spider-man no way home 4k is great lots of wonderful bonus features the blooper reel is funny the interviews with all three spider-mans are great as well as all the villains are great and it just looks and sounds amazing. So that is one that you should own in your collection. Nice. And have you started Barry season three? I have not started Barry yet. I need we to. Watch. I mean, I, I've watched the first two seasons, but I haven't. Yeah. 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 I just, I know that came out and uh, we we're going to wait for it to build up a little bit more anyways, but um, I'm excited. And if anybody is looking for a fun, short TV show to watch, its first season is out on HBO right now. It's called This Flag Means Death. Mm. Um, It is hilarious. Um, This Flag Means Death is created, directed, and stars uh, Taika Waititi. Ooh, I love him. And it is basically takes place during pirate times. And it's about a gang of pirates who are not necessarily meant to be pirates. So the head pirate captain is this super gay dude who never wanted to be a pirate. So he just wants to like be nice to people and his crew like wants to be pirates. So he finds a way to make them nicer people while trying to uh, be like a mean captain. So it's, it's really funny. That does sound really funny. So like, is it just so, a so mini series? No, it's going to be a show. So there's like, oh. you know, like think of kind of like, you know, The Office or Parks and Rec, but for pirates. And it's kind of uh, so like the first scene is this pirate captain, this very flamboyant pirate captain. He's he has this big ass pirate ship and he's he's telling his crew, we're going to board this pirate ship that's coming up. And this pirate ship is like this little dingy fishy boat with two like homeless people on it fishing. And he kind of even get down the ladder to get aboard the boat and they don't have anything for him to steal. So he takes like their potted plant and he Uh considers it a victory. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) It's so good. It's just, it's so silly, but yeah, Taika Waititi, if you love Taika Waititi, you're going to love this show. It's called this flag means death. So, um, I do love him. I do. Yeah. So, That's check on- that out. It's all on HBO, and I think you will love it. <laughs> I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. I'm, I was looking it up now. That sounds really cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really funny. Um, so yeah, check that out. You'll recognize a lot of the stars in that, uh, show. Um, other than that, yeah. Um, that is episode 36 no bs with brian and susan check us out on youtube check us out on twitter and instagram this chicks flicks irving community television high def digest we're on there and i'm sure you're listening tell your friends tell your friends about this podcast tell them to subscribe that's what we like we will we we like our fan base
Yes, yes. Right, right. And uh, this 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 coming week, we're going to see the new Marvel movie, Doctor Strange 2. So our next episode, we'll, we'll have a lot to say about that. Woohoo! Woohoo! So until next time, no BS with Brian. And Susan. <laughs>